Damn, that was the quietest we've ever walked into an episode. Well, dude, you came in here being like, I'm out of it. I need a shot. Give me a shot. Dude. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's been a long work week, man. It's so only I can't, Wednesday. I can't fake amping up if my partner is not going to be amped up also, dude. Yeah, and of course we're man down today like we usually are. Oh, my God, dude. What? what are we doing, dude? It's becoming more of a trend that we're having one man down, specifically D. Uh, let me check the calendar really fast. I don't think I'm going to make it next week. <laughs> <laughs> no. no I, get, I bet if you went back and looked at it, we'd probably have equal amount of misses. It's just now. It's just one or the other, and then it is the holiday season, so things are getting tougher. Yeah, it's going to be tough, man. And at it, the wineries, you know the work's kicking up. Oh well, yeah, <laughs> people are in town for the holidays. It's you getting, know, Daniel's busy. He's probably getting, working doubles. It's getting real busy at those wineries. That's yeah. for damn sure, dude. I agree. Well, welcome back, man. Another episode of ATC. As Frank mentioned, it's a Frank and Brady special today. Week nine is in the books for the fantasy football season. Anything interesting stand out to you, Frank? I know for me, this is probably the biggest one. As a owner of this guy, Tyree Kill, just like. Look like a normal guy, dude. He hates he hates uh Germany. He <laughs> yeah, I forgot the game was out there. Yeah. He just looked like a normal whiteout out there. Yeah. I don't know if it was like if he if he was like too amped up or the Chiefs just game planned for him perfectly, but I think he only had like twelve point five fantasy points, something like that. Yeah. And I think if anybody was gonna be able to game plan, it's the guy that he was who had him for under. years. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Andy, Andy Reid. Everyone thought maybe the opposite, especially the guy I was going against. my boy uh Miami Dave, mm-hmm. shout out to Miami Dave. He's like, dude, that guy's just gonna, he's gonna go bananas. I think everybody I, I did. have to wake up to a revenge game. I'm not feeling that. I think and everybody he woke did. up to a sack of shit from yeah. Tyreek is what he woke up. to. I mean, to. 12 points ain't bad, but dude. it's not the automatic 30 that we expect every Real week. Real quick before we get into more, I have a really funny story about Dave. So when I was playing him this week on Thursday, he had George Pickens going, oh. and he only dropped like what, like two points, one point four. Yeah, so yeah. I took a screenshot of George Pickens' profile in fantasy, and I edited it to where I drew a heart around George Pickens' face, <laughs> and I sent it to Dave. <laughs> well, fast forward to today. I end up losing to Dave, and Dave proceeds to take a screenshot of every player on my team no. with the heart around their face and sends it back <laughs> to me. <laughs> I think low-key Dave might be one of the funniest friends of our group. Dave is hilarious, He's dude. hilarious, dude. That's... So, I thought that was fucking so funny, bro. I think it's funny that you thought that that would be that was like a good idea on a Thursday night to do that. Like, Which is weird, dude. Because you, you were asking for it. I, I usually, I know, and I usually don't like say shit. Really, like I'm not a big shit talker or do anything like that. But I don't know what it was, dude. I just was just like, had to. That I George to Pickens it, was so that pathetic. stat line was so juicy. I had to tell Dave about it. Dude. Also, my favorite thing about your guys' game is in looking at Dave's bench. His bench like outscored. Like if <laughs> he just would have like if he would have just blindly picked pl- players, he probably would have had a better lineup than the one he put together. Probably, which is hilarious to me. Yeah, but he won, is. so it doesn't matter. He won. Agreed. Another guy who looked great, or I should say that looked better than Tyrico. CJ Shroud, your boy, dude. Oh my good. ATC favorite here, man. We called that guy out after his after the first couple weeks of the season. We're like, this guy's looking. Did we though? I we th- did. I, I think, was like, I think maybe you did. I think me and D were maybe more in line with the Bryce hype. Mm-hmm. But 
Yeah, dude, he's doing phenomenal things out in I Houston. say ATC because this is our show, you That's know, true. regardless of who, who got true. it right on the show. We we all were all like, yeah, he looks like he's the best of the three. Oh, he definitely. Uh, three weeks through the season, you he know. He definitely proved that. And then he went out there and granted, you know, credit to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They Did looked awesome. Granite? Like granted. Did you say granite though? Yeah. Oh, cool. Cool. <laughs> like the stone granite. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> it's been a long day, man. <laughs> Ah, uh, that's not going to be the first word I'm going to get wrong uh, yeah. in this podcast. Probably today, Sam. So. <clears throat> we probably get so many words wrong. Oh, I know. I would love to go back and listen to like all the terrible things we've said. Again, this is a no edit podcast, so that's who right. cares? We let it ride. Um, but yeah, back to our point. CJ Stroud through three weeks of the season looked amazing. He and did. We put him on our go pick up on your way on our waiver wires, and he's basically a must start. I think he's QB seven right now. Yeah. And he lit Tampa Bay up this weekend. Which is no like slouch of a defense. They've been respectable this year. So and that was a really good game. Credit to game. Uh, Baker coming back. He's having another resurgence over there. And then CJ Stroud just said thirty seconds. Nah, I got it. So what a guy, dude. Uh, I love the game. That was a great game. <laughs> yeah, and the last week kind of thing that stood out to me. Again, this is probably just my bias because both these guys are on my team. But Devonte Adams, like I thought for sure, this coaching change would stir things up in Las Vegas. And he just continues to shit the bed, dude. It's they continues. Got, they got Officer Farva from <laughs> Super Troopers back there throwing yeah, in the they ball. Do, like, dude. what do you expect? I'll be very honest, though. Th- this is more of a, I think, QB situation and the way defenses are playing him than it is Devontae Adams. I agree. Yeah. So if you're a Devontae Adams owner like me, just fucking hang in there, brother. He's due. I mean, I've He's traded due. for him. Yeah. So I'm really hoping he's, he's coming fucking, out. Yeah, me too, dude. He's due. All right, man, let's get into news. Kyler Murray, that's probably the big news of the week, looking to make a return in Week 10, which, funny enough, I think isn't the new COD dropping? Yeah, Thursday. Or did drop? Thursday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What a weird coincidence. Wow, you're back on the playing field? Why didn't you just wait a week so then you could play the new yeah. game, dude? <laughs> now, there's the bigger question. Since COD is dropping... On what? What did you say? Thursday? Tomorrow, mm-hmm. right? And he's going to play Sunday. Are you, are you starting Kyler, Kyler Murray if you're a Murray owner? So in the leagues that I have Patrick Mahomes, I went out and picked up Kyler Murray for this exact reason, that he was going to come back this week on Patrick Mahomes' bye week. So, yeah, I'm that's, starting him. That's a great play, dude. I don't know, man. Fif- I think 15 is the floor. I think I'm, anything after that is money. You just got to be careful with quarterbacks that have been away from the game for a while. Yeah. Right? Like, uh, I know his was dras- or completely different situation and way longer. But Sean Watson, everyone thought that guy was going to maybe step on the field and kind of oh, beat Sean God. Watson. And he sucked forever. Dude. He still sucks. Yeah, he was rusty, <laughs> bro. <laughs> so just be careful if you're thinking about playing Kyler Murray. But nonetheless, still cool to see him back. Uh, breaking news, actually, just dropped here into ATC. The Jets are still ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't watch this game, so maybe you can fill me in on it a little bit. Yeah, man. Okay. I can fill this in. So, they're playing the Chargers defense. Yeah. My thought is which, like. Which is abysmal, like bottom dude. of the barrel yeah. also. Yeah. There's maybe one or two other defenses out there that are worse than the Chargers. And they made the Chargers defense look like Hall of Famers, dude. <laughs> like, it was pathetic. That's so bad. So I actually happened to stream the Chargers defenses all over the leagues this week, and they put up 24, 25, 26, depending on settings. So 
Jesus Christ. Yep. Yeah, man. The fucking Jets are so bad, dude. They they are historically bad every year. Dude, Troy Aikman was on the. It broadcast. doesn't matter who you throw back there. Right. This Quar- is the quarterback, jersey. The the coach. It's the, the jersey. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's like the Clippers. Yeah. It doesn't matter who you put in those jerseys. They're cursed. <laughs> It's yes, like the Chargers, the Padres, it's all those crappy teams. Oh, dude. my God, dude. Poor Jets. I honestly feel bad for Jets fans. Just a tad. Not a lot. But when I was there, they were all super nice and super pumped on their because team. Because they were hammered, dude. And then just let down right at the end. They're like, every fucking time, this is how it always ends. <laughs> I knew it, dude. <laughs> oh, man. Hang in there, Jets fans. Uh, also breaking news, actually. Really? Yes. No. Arthur Smith. Smith continues to hate his most talented players. <laughs> Bijan, we'll get into him a little bit later, but the fact that you have Bijan Robinson, I hate to say his name, but Kyle Pitts, mm-hmm. Drake London, mm-hmm. three very talented football players. And, they and can't do you shit. are so bad, dude. Did you hear what they did Doesn't from the one? Doesn't make any sense. There is no reason. 46-year-old Jonu Smith... Or however old he is, should be your best position player on yeah. that team, and he is. Did you hear what happened at the one for this team? No. So they're on the one yard line, flag, false start, second play, uh, pass to Johnny Smith, drop pass, third play, run to Johnny Smith. Fourth. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> like what is happening over there, dude? That's like the uh, what is it? It's the uh, Marshawn Lynch Super Bowl situation. Yeah, I mean, it's not obviously not with right. the stakes, but. You have a running back who for sure for sure can get a yard. Right. And you refuse to give it to him on three straight plays? It was terrible, dude. Yeah. Arthur, I saw this funny meme, and this is the last thing I want to say about this, is I saw it was a picture of Arthur Smith at his uh, press conference, and the caption was, hand the ball off to Bijan on the one or shave your mustache. And it was a picture of a- Arthur <laughs> oh, Smith with a freshly that. shaved mustache. I saw that, dude. <laughs> Hell yeah. Good shit. Yeah, dude. I mean, if you're a if you're an Atlanta fantasy invested person then like Devonte, dude just good luck man keep holding on brother maybe I mean, something changes can do. there's nothing you can do because like i said those players are talented arthur smith's just got to figure out his shit you can't trade Bijan for anything because you're not going to get back what you think he's worth and nobody's nope. going to take Bijan because he's a problem nope so absolutely and then lastly here to round out news not so much fantasy related wise but just nfl wise we thought it, we would note it but Buffalo Bills, dude. They don't look too good right now. Josh Allen looks like he's having a hard time. Josh Allen, the whole, everyone just looks kind of disinterested on that team to me. We kind of saw that in the offseason with the problems that were coming out of camp with um, with yeah. Diggs. And then, like, I don't know. It was just a really weird offseason for them. And Josh was always on, like, defending one of his players. Yeah. And it's, like, carried on to the field this early on in the season, you know, and, like, they're clearly out there struggling on offense, right? They're not scoring at the rate they were last year. Their defense is not performing as well as it was last year, and Josh is throwing more interceptions. Yeah, I mean, you can point to a lot of different things here, I think. But, uh, yeah, the defense is one, and can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, cool. Yeah, As long as you can hear me. That's weird. Uh, The defense is one, and then also the fact – that there's so many injuries or there has been so many injuries not an excuse but 
I mean, that's just another contributing factor. And yeah. then, yeah, lastly, it just, honestly, it looks like to me, as someone who's watched every Bills game this year, they just don't look like them so, the same team from last year. Right. They don't look like they're interested in playing. That's so, what I'm saying. I don't know what's going on in Buffalo, but hopefully they can get their shit together. Right. Yeah, it's just... Anyways, another chat for today. That's another all we're doing chat, with Bills. Dude. Yeah. All right, man, let's get into injuries really fast. Nothing too uh, crazy to talk about, thankfully. Uh, it's not like it's been all season for the most part. Sure. But a couple names to keep your eye on. Dallas Goddard. Fuck me, man. This That's, one sucked. This one does suck as a Dallas Goddard owner. Because you own Goddard too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Everywhere. Fuck, fucking trash, dude. Uh, he hurt his forearm. It looks like he could miss three games which would be the best possible outcome but if it if it's looking like more four i could see them putting him on ir but we'll see what happens as of now it looks like it's probably three yeah the shitty thing that sucks about this is that they have a buy so i don't think they have to make a decision mm-hmm. anytime soon mm-hmm. but um i don't think they have to make that decision until after the buy when the new new week starts so if you're a goddard owner and you have an ir spot i don't think you're going to be able to put them on the ir spot until they designate him. Yeah. Which could be like next week. Yeah, and that's trash. A uh, couple uh, wideouts in uh, Cincinnati to keep your eye on. I, I don't think it's too big of an issue, but T. Higgins and Jamar Chase yes. are both listed uh, or have injury designations on them. It looks like a hamstring issue for T and a back problem for Chase. I think both are going to suit up for this upcoming weekend. But definitely, if you have stock in them, keep your eye on them moving forward. And then lastly here... A, uh, an injury that surprised maybe no one, dude, but <laughs> Cam Akers. <laughs> Torn Achilles, he is done for the season, and what a shitty thing to happen to the Vikings. Dude. How long ago was it that they traded for them? Like three weeks ago. Fuck. Then Kirk go down, goes down with yeah. an Achilles, and then... And then the running back goes down. I mean, as an Alexander Madison fan, I'm not entirely sad about it. I wouldn't be either, dude. I would not be so. either. Uh, all right, man. That wraps up injuries. We might be missing one or two, but those are the notable ones, at least. Let's get into crack them, dude. Yes. You want to lead crack them? Yeah, man. We're cracking them to what I would consider the next great elite quarterback that we're going to be seeing in the NFL and from a fantasy perspective. This yeah. is to you, CJ Stroud. CJ, I'm the man, Stroud. CJ, I'm in Raw St. Brown, <laughs> the man. <laughs> Crack him to CJ. Congrats, brother. So good, man. That's a good beer. It's nice to have something other than a silver bullet. Yeah, I figured that I'd get us these. We're drinking um, Stone Arrogant Bastard because um, it's getting cold, and this is one of those like dark red beers that kind of warms you up during this. It's getting cold, man. I I I was telling you the other day. I tip. I don't. I'm not as big as a beer drinker during the winter season. Right. I typically switch to whiskey, which I also have over here. Yep. Which is nice. Oh, speaking of that, no, another shout out to Miami Dave. He's talking about starting a whiskey club, bro. You in? I mean, I'll join any booze club. You're right. So who cares? <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it, brother. More details to follow. Oh, yeah. I'm in. I'm <laughs> in. Right. Whiskey club. Hell yeah, dude. Oh, you know what would be cool to do? Like a whiskey exchange during Christmas. Yeah, that would be cool. For, I'm in. That would be sick. Yeah. Hell yeah. $150 bottle minimum. Oh, my God. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. All right. Anyways, man. 
Uh, let's get into studs here. QBs, let's lead off with a Crackham honoree. CJ Stroud. CJ Stroud. 470 yards, five passing TDs, good for 41.8 fantasy points. He won me the ba- the the bounty in our redraft. What was the bounty? The player that scores the most points. That's oh, it. really? That's it. Damn, dude. I never know what the bounties are in our in our league. They're posted so. on there if you go look. I know. I just never pay attention, but, dude. Yeah. Yeah, man, that guy absolutely diced up the Tampa Bay Bucks as we talked about earlier. But it was also a good game. So he made a couple of. It's like, not like he. It's not like he just did it to do it. He right. had to do it, dude. Right. And he did it, and that's good to see. That was a fun game. That was a fun game, absolutely. All right, man. Uh, Dak Prescott, three hundred seventy-four yards, three passing TDs, good for twenty-eight point four fantasy points. If you out there started Dak Prescott this week. I don't even want to know how bad your circumstances were <laughs> where you felt that you needed to start this guy. I don't know. He's been horrible this year. And isn't that weird, dude? He has arguably one of his best games against one of the best defenses in the league. He just loves to play up or play down to his competition. That's a fair, you know? I think, comment, dude. Like I think he that's has very true. the ability. But I think he's that's like, very true. He's that like, whole team. Yeah. Yeah. They're just like, man, we're playing who today? Yeah. <laughs> we're going to be ass. Let's yeah, go. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah, dude. Yeah. So, but uh, I mean, shit, dude. He made the stud segment. So good for you, Dak. Mm-hmm. Uh, his counterpart in that game, Jalen Hurts. Nothing new here. Two hundred seven yards, two passing TDs. He also rushed for thirty six yards on the ground for additional TD. Good for twenty five point nine fantasy points. I think he's number two QB overall behind Joshy Boy. Yep. Which is wild, considering Josh isn't having his typical dominant year that we expect to see from him. I think if the Bills were winning more games. There would, the optics would be different, but they're losing and the fashion that they're losing. It's like, oh man, you can point to like one or two plays that Josh on the offense is responsible for, like throwing a pick mm-hmm. with on their own 20. He yeah. did that last week. So. That guy loves throwing picks, dude. But you know what? I'll get into him here in a second, a little bit. Yeah. I'll actually save it. But, anyways, uh, here's a guy I did not oh. expect to say, see at all on this list. If it wasn't for. Um, CJ Stroud having the game of his life this last he weekend. He would probably be He would one. be the crackum. Yeah, he probably would be. <laughs> Considering the circumstance, hundred percent. Did you yeah. hear? Did you did you see what he did? Like, so we're talking about Josh Dobbs. If you don't know who this is, he yeah, put yeah. up 158 passing yards, two touchdowns, 66 yards rushing, and one TD on the ground in a winning effort. After he just got traded, didn't know any of his players' names. Um, the rookie goes down with a concussion, I think. Yeah. And then he comes in, and they're doing the cadence, his his like snap count cadence on the sideline with the line, just so they could hike the ball. Damn, that's really? How, yeah, that's how new that. he was to the offense. Didn't know any plays. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. And they bro. went out and won. They went out and won. Yeah, dude. He Fucking balled a, out. Yeah, man. I th- I don't have it on here, but I think he had like twenty four points or something like that. But shit, we weren't even expected to see him in the game nope. one to begin with, and two to go out and do what he did. It's just mind-blowing, bro. So Good on him, man. Definitely good on him. And like you said, if it wasn't for C.J. Stroud's monster game, he'd probably be our crack him. Mm-hmm. Now, let me ask you, dude. If Given this performance from Joshua Dobbs, are you optimistic if your owner – I know you're a T.J. Hawkinson owner, right? Mm-hmm. Are you optimistic for any Vikings pass catcher moving forward? 100%. Really? Because it's basically like – what are you happy with? Are you happy with zero or are you happy with 15% of a hundred? You know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Like yeah. granted, it's not going to be Kirk Cousins by any stretch of the means, but at least this guy, at least, you know, this guy can play quarterback, can do it at a decent level and is willing to throw the ball. Yeah. And that's all you need. 
if he can get get it out into space to his um, playmakers, he's gonna be fine. Dude, I saw a really funny reel about Josh Dobbs. So it was a Minnesota fan, and it was after they won, so he was stoked. And hammered, he like yeah, probably hammered. And he's flipping the camera around. And he's like filming himself, and he's all. This is Josh Dobbs' team now, and proceeds to shave his eyebrows. <laughs> oh, I did see that. <laughs> I see that, bro. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Side note: Sorry if you guys hear me coughing. I'm dealing with a head cold, so. Nah, you're <clears> fine. <throat> Get over it. That's what the whiskey's for. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right, man. Lastly, on this whisk, we already touched on him here, but my boy Joshy boy, Josh Allen, 258 yards, one TD. He also rushed for 44 yards with for an additional TD. I will say, if you're a Bills fan and a Josh Allen owner in fantasy, it's good to see him rush more. That's kind of what Bills fans have been clamoring for and fantasy fans all season. They've been limiting his running early in the season. The last couple games, he's had, I think, seven and eight carries each, respectively, which is what sounds crazy to say, way more than what he was doing earlier in the season. So, like I said, if you're a Josh Allen owner, that's a trend you like to see moving forward. He was good for about 24 points or so. And again, as we mentioned earlier, he's still QB1. So lock him in every week as your go-to QB. All right, man. Uh, I switched up RBs and wide receivers here on accident. That's okay. We usually go RBs and wide receivers. Let's switch it up, Let's get into wide receivers, dude. And I should throw a nut out on this list. Every wide receiver on this list is a Houston Texan. All right, let's go. (laughs) (laughs) It's not, but it might as well be, bro. We'll lead off with one, and that's the rookie, Tank Dell. Six catches for 114 yards and two D two TDs, good for 29.6 fantasy points. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. Either you or Daniel shouted out Tank Dell in the preseason, correct? This was all me, baby. Was it all you? It was okay. all me. No, I lied. Oh, <laughs> I can't remember which it one was, This was all D. Shout was out D, to D, bro. Yeah. yeah, D had this guy uh, from the get-go. So, yeah, kudos to D. Yeah, monster game from Tank Dell. I will say, though... This isn't going to – I don't think it's going to be the norm, right? Right. As we've seen this every week with the with the One Texans, or the other. Houston pa- pass catchers. Yep, it's either Tank Dell's game or Nico, Nico Collins' game. Now we're going to get into maybe this other guy that we're going to hear talk about soon. Maybe he carves out a role. Uh, yeah, it's it's a real mess, dude, in terms of fantasy purposes at the wideout position and figuring out who to play. But – I mean, like you said, this week it was Tank Dell. It was a Tank Dell show. Shit, it was the whole Houston pass catching show, dude. If you had like any said, of them, you hit. You probably won. Yep. Congratulations. Uh, all right, man. Could you imagine anytime TD for all of those guys on a parlay? Oh my anytime God, TD dude. Tank Dell. Anytime oh TD God, Dalton bro. Schultz. Anytime Tank Dell or TD. Time I would love Brown. to know what the payout was for that because it was probably astronomical. <laughs> Let's call Brian. He yeah. probably <laughs> put a bet on it and missed it because he put two <laughs> touchdowns to triple his payout, dude. Let's go, baby. <laughs> <laughs> probably, dude. All right, man, uh, right across or down the street. I don't know how far Houston is from Dallas, but C.D. Lamb, dude, monster game. No touchdowns, but 11 catches for 191 yards. Good for 28.1 fantasy points. I didn't watch the game, but I watched the very last play. Did you see that very last play? Yeah, he caught it and then fumbled the it. One, well, at the, like, it was like at the one-yard line, dude. Yeah. could have won. And, and he fumbled it. it. Did he fumble it? Yeah. Oh, I man. bet he lost some people's games because Shit. <laughs> yeah, dude, monster game for C.D., though. This, I mean... This guy, I think we had him as our number five wideout or number six wideout. Yep, coming into the season, this kid is just a monster, dude. But Absolute. he hasn't. He's ha- he's been a little up and down. Up and down, yes, up and down. But I think I'm going to switch gears here a little bit from Rija for dynasty purposes. 
if you're a CD Lamb owner, you're sitting pretty for the next four or five years probably. Oh, yeah. So what I mean by up and down is, is he had one 11-point game, one 10-point game, and then his lowest 8.9 of the season. Yeah. But then he's also had 41. So it's like... This sounds a lot like Devontae Adams syndrome, dude. It's, dude, it's even... Nah, Devontae Adams a little... Or, yeah, I guess that's true. Devontae Adams. It sounds like Devontae Adams syndrome right now, but I, I would still... Who would you rather have, CeeDee Lamb or Devontae Adams? Right now, right CeeDee Lamb. Yeah, me too. The, because of the quarterback problem in, yeah. in Las Vegas. Yeah, me too, 100%. All right, dude. Let's get to our next Houston Oh, real Saxon. quick. Did I tell yeah. you I acquired CeeDee Lamb in my work league? No, you didn't. Yeah. Jesus Did you Christ. hear what I traded for him? No. So I traded Michael Thomas, Chris Godwin, and Jerome Ford for CeeDee Lamb. I basically filled this guy's three roster spots to Damn. acquire CeeDee Lamb. And he won this week, so it worked out for him, but... Now I've basically put together a super team, and if I don't win that league, it's going to be oh, a you, failure. We know of you're not going to win. Epic proportions. That's how fantasy works. Dude. I know. That's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> you won't win. Dude. This is the team I have: Tyreek Hill, Josh Allen, Devin A. Chain on. I mean, that's my oh, team. Oh, and Amon Ross St. Brown. Yeah, that's my team. Yeah, it's that team. And if I, I mean, shit, I'm on a three-game losing. I took so many L's this week, bro. Dude, I lost in redraft. I lost you twice in <laughs> dynasty. You owe me four the, beers, by the way. The Bills lost. The Lakers lost. <laughs> the Angels hired Ron Washington. <laughs> How many L's does the guy need to take? Damn, dude. dude, no wonder you're drinking whiskey. Oh my god, I've had a rough few days, dude. Anyways, I digress, dude. Like I said, let's get into the next guy, Noah Brown, the other Houston Texan. So this guy is wide receiver three, right, on their depth chart? Maybe. I have no idea. <laughs> I, I have no clue. Like, I don't even know the Houston um, wide receiver depth chart right now. Like, I don't either. Couldn't even tell you. But I got to imagine it's Nico Collins, Tank Dell, one and two, and then I'm assuming Noah Brown I don't even three. think technically Nico's – or I'm sorry, I don't even think technically Tank is two. I think it's Robert Woods. Oh, shit. I forgot about that yeah. guy. Man, he's the only guy yeah, over there not, that didn't score a touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> Which means maybe next week he's due. But anyways, right? Noah Brown, yeah, dude. Six catches for 153 yards, one touchdown, good for 27.3 fantasy points. Again, plug and play any Houston Texan wide receiver you want this game. Except, except Robert for Woods. Robert Woods. <laughs> and you probably got a dub, dude. I have a question for you about this guy, dude. All right. Do you know where he went to school? Noah Brown? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Um, I'm just going to take a shot in the dark here. Go ahead. He's a tall receiver. Mm-hmm. Clemson? That's a good guess. But unfortunately, I don't know either. So fuck <laughs> it. <laughs> That's how big of a you could be anybody in this Houston Texan offense. And yeah. CJ Stroud will get you the ball and you'll score a touchdown. Yeah. Ah, oh, man. I'm curious though now. Let's look it up really fast. That's why you do that. Not to. I, I got to stroke this guy. I'm going to laugh ego. if he did go to Clemson, dude. I was either going to say Clemson or USC. Let's take a look here. Ohio State. Oh, okay, okay. Wide receiver you, bro. Yep, that's right. So. All right, man. Next guy here, the old head, Amari Cooper, dude. Mm -hmm. Five catches for 139 yards, one touchdown. Good for 24.9 fantasy points. Pair that also with Deshaun Watson's best game of the season. Yes, it was. He looked good, too. If you're Deshaun Watson owner, you were probably like fucking finally, dude. I drafted him two years ago, blacked out drunk in the back of Daniel's <laughs> backyard, and he's finally paying off, dude. Finally, dude. <laughs> finally. 
Good for Amari, man. Yeah. And lastly, awesome. Stefan Diggs, uh, a very familiar face usually on this list. Six catches for 86 yards, one touchdown, good for 22.6 fantasy points. <sighs> man. Classic Stefan. That that stat line, I feel like that should, should be, be more. Should be more. Yeah, I hear that. You know? I hear that. I mean, it can always be more with Stefan Diggs, dude. Always more. It's also something to note. Dalton Kincaid is eating into that kid's work. I don't think I have him listed in the tight end section, but remind me to talk about him. We will. Yeah. All right, man. Let's get to the RBs. I'll kick this one off. Oh, fuck. I don't even want to talk about I this guy. I love this guy. Fuck this guy. I was on this podcast in the beginning of the season saying this guy has absolutely no reason to be an RB1 at the end of the year. Rashad White. 73 rushing yards on 20 attempts, two TDs, but more importantly, four for 46 through the air. Yep. Put up 27 fantasy points. Yep. What we are starting to see is he is becoming Capitan Checkdown. Yeah. And he's catching everything. Mm-hmm. Like, I think he's been targeted over 13 times in the last two weeks. Yep. And I think he's caught every single ball. Yeah. So it's different. Like, those checkdowns are a little different from like scheming to get the running back out in space and then getting him the ball. This is like, yo, here he's wide open. He's catching everything. So, I mean, that was his calling card coming out of Arizona state mm-hmm. to be able to catch the ball. So it's good to see Rashad white. Not good to see if you're playing against him. Fucking Dave, man. God that, damn that's like the one guy he got right on his yeah, lineup. I, know. <laughs> I love it. Baby. I saw I Rashad it. white blowing up and that I like, and his defense. I think his defense dropped like 23 points mm-hmm. too. Dave's always good at streaming defenses. I, I, back in the day I told him how I would stream defenses. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not trying to take credit for that, but yeah. I'm, yeah, he's fucking really good at streaming defenses. So, yeah. um, yeah, I, I did switch over, switch over to your guys's game and I was like, man, if Dave did not start Rashad white, I'm going to laugh. Oh dude, we were in a struggle bowl for like, a while, yeah. And then Rashad White just went bananas, and mm-hmm. the defense went ham, and Devonte Adams shit the bed. <laughs> what else is the? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was a classic, classic game. But anyways, man, yeah, Rashad White monster game in Tampa Bay. Here's another guy, dude. I said this guy last. This all. This is why you guys should not let me pick, like, have predictions anymore. I said last week on this. I think D actually said it for me, but I wrote it down on the script. In that Ramondre Stevenson, stay away from this guy. Yeah. <laughs> no one, do not touch this dude because defenses are going to load up. They're going to stop the run because that pass game is abysmal. And guess what Ramondre Stevenson does? Has a great game the following week, dude. He does. Nine rushes for 87 yards and a touchdown. Four catches for 42 yards through the air. Good for 22.9 fantasy points. Is Ramondre Steven back? Did he restake his claim in this backfield? Is Zeke going to be a thing anymore? No, I think he's taking the backfield. I think they tried the Zeke experiment for the first part of the season, and that offense has just been terrible, so they're just going with what they know. And Ramondre Stevenson is the most talented back there, probably the most talented player on that offense, so they should be feeding him the ball. Now, I would you know, be a little aware of the fact that this offense sucks. So when they suck, he's <laughs> he's gonna suck too, dude. So this you know, offense is trash. So he's got a he's got his he's got a good ceiling. Yep. You know, but yep. he's got a shit floor sometimes. Yes, he does. So. Which is wild because I I was actually big on Ramondre coming into the season because of his floor. Same. Because of his pass catch. But they ability. were not getting him the ball. Yeah, dude. So hopefully that hopefully those days are over and we can. I think all of us on the show have been Ramondre. Andre truthers and yeah luckily i didn't have the chance to draft him because i would have but you know yeah yeah man 
Uh, all right, man. Next guy here. A bit of a resurgent game as well. Well, I was kind of looking at his stats earlier. And, like, he's All quietly. Volume. Yeah, he's quietly had, a, like, a decent season. Like, he's gotten a lot of shit. But this was probably one of his better games of the season. But Josh Jacobs, 26 carries for 98 yards. Yeah, a lot of volume there. Uh, good for two TDs. Good for 21.8 fantasy points. That's less than five yards a carry. Yeah, it's terrible. You know, well, it was, like, three like yards per carry. His po- he's He's... 12 points were, were touchdown. Were touchdown you want to know why Devontae didn't get the ball? Because, because Josh guy. Jacobs got it 37 times. Josh dude. Jacobs looks slow. The offensive line doesn't look good. I like Josh Jacobs is producing, but he's touchdown dependent. Yep. And so I would temper expectations every week. I would. It's just like, yeah, you got to start him, but I'm not confident. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me either, dude. Me either. Another guy I'm not really confident in either, which is kind of shocking because he was – not only our RB one, but our one overall. I think. Yep. No, uh, he was our RB one. Justin Jefferson, I think, was our one overall. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Austin Eckler, fourteen carries for forty-seven yards. Not getting it done really there. Uh, he did have two rushing TDs. More alarming, only two catches. That's not Austin Eckler, dude. I'm not sure what's going on. Again, so like the last few years, he's. Ha- He's been captain checkdown, mm-hmm. and a lot of it was because of Justin Herbert having to get the ball out of necessity. So now the game plan is a little different, where they're eight, where they're getting the ball downfield to other receivers or involving Keenan Allen more. The offense is just different than what it has been in the last two years, and the offensive line has been a little better. So Herbert's had a little more time. I had a feeling that this may happen, is that his catches would see a reduction because we sucked ass last year, but Austin <laughs> Eckler was awesome because he got all the work. Mm-hmm. Because Justin Herbert had a guy in his face every single play. So. Yeah, man. I'm like, I think this week's the trade deadline. I could be wrong. Uh, I think in, no, in our redraft, it's the uh, 22nd or the 29th. Oh, is it? I think okay. I pushed it back one more week to, okay. to get well, some more way, action. We're, bro. We're, we're getting close, right? So if I'm looking to buy, right? Mm-hmm. If I'm in contention, I'm looking to buy. I want, I'm eyeing guys like that, right? Austin Eckler. You know, Devontae Adams, Devontae Adams. But look at these underlying stats, dude. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the whole reason why we invest in Austin Eckler and we were so high in Austin Eckler is because his pass catching ability. We play in a PPR league that necessarily hasn't been there so far this year. So buyer beware. Right. We've got to be careful about that shit. So just be careful moving forward. If you're looking to buy and go all in on, I guess, I think it's a little hard to try to acquire players like Austin Eckler, Devonte Adams, and in, in right. redraft, you know. But like in dynasty, yeah. those are the types of of players that you're targeting. Yeah, that you're willing to pay high end draft capital for to hope you to hope put you over the edge. Correct. So great correction. Great correction. Oh no, I wasn't correcting. I'm just like kind of thinking about it in my head. It's like, dude, no, in, that's fair. In redraft, no, no, I can't go out and no get fucking get Austin Eckler. Yeah, yeah, like, no, one's, <laughs> yeah, you're not gonna get him. Yeah, so. I have yeah, to fucking good. let that. Let's like. Yeah. Side note, because. You, go ahead. Did you hear about that meme where that um, that dude got a trade offer for Christian I McCaffrey? I saw that. To fuck his wife. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> Would you do that? No, dude. I wanna. I wanna my name on that trophy. Yeah. If I'm not, if I'm I'd a Christian it. McCaffrey owner, no, I'd, I'm winning it all, baby. I'd do it, no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. But it would be tempting. Nah, my name on that trophy is all that matters. I want to hang a flag for my rafters, and I want to spend your guys' money on beer. Yeah, that's that the means best more part. to me than getting laid <laughs> any day of the I week. I agree, dude. That's <laughs> the best part. 
Oh, baby. All right, man. Lastly, here in the running backs, a who's who, dude. Keaton Mitchell, running back for the Baltimore Ravens. Only nine carries for 130 yards and one TD. Good for 20.4 fantasy points. Now, a lot of people are probably like, who the fuck is Keaton Mitchell? Myself included, dude. I had no idea to who this guy was until the other day. But did he make a splash? Like I said, nine carries, 138 yards, one TD. What are your thoughts on this guy, man? Do you think he's like the go-to guy in Baltimore now, or do you think that they just are going to continue to cycle through running backs like they always do? I mean, at the rate at which they kill running backs over here, I think it's just kind of next man up. Yeah. It seems like they've got a really good running back room, though, because all these guys that come out are very productive, and they got a great scheme, so... I mean, Gus Bus is still over there, still doing things, so it's just kind of hard to pinpoint what you think the Ravens' backfield is. And then you also got that jackass Lamar over there, so <laughs> it's not like yeah. you're like, oh, man, this is an RB1 room back here anyways. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like he kind of caps everything there. So It's it's interesting, and we'll, ta- we'll touch on him a little later too for our pickups very briefly. But, yeah, Keaton Mitchell, a name to keep your eye on moving forward for fantasy owners. All right, dude, let's get in tight ends. Dalton Schultz, surprise, surprise, another wow. Houston Texan. Ten catches for 130 yards and one touchdown, good for 27 fantasy points. I feel like it's very rare that it happens, but I feel like this was a weekend for the tight ends, dude. You look across the board, a lot of big-name wide receivers shit the bed, dude. I saw another parlay that somebody put down. Anytime touchdown, Dalton Schultz. Anytime touchdown, Cole Komet. Anytime touchdown, like three other guys that went off this well, weekend. he hit, dude. $10 bet, netted him like 45 k Like we mentioned earlier, Dalton Kincaid, who we don't even have on this list, also had a solid game. Oh, man. So, but yeah, man, Dalton Schultz. Pff, fucking, what is this guy doing on this list, dude? I mean, it's just an anomaly for the Houston pass catchers. I think it just, I hate to say this, but it just goes to show you that CJ Stroud is that guy. He spreads the ball around to everybody. That's why it's so hard to pinpoint which receiver is going to go off on a week to week basis. I was just going to say, because that. he's like, he, if you watch him, he's just like, who's open. And yeah. he just, he's like very Drew Brees like and getting that ball out to everybody, which is what you want for any quarterback and not what you want for fantasy purposes. Any of those receivers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. The complete opposite of that in terms of spreading the ball around. My boy, what's his name in, in Chicago? Cole Komet. No, no, no. I mean, we have Cole Komet here. But who's the quarterback now? Bargent? Agent? Uh, Justin Fields? No, no, no. The, oh, yeah, the, the the young kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He only has eyes for this guy, it seems like, right now. And if you're a Cole Komet fan, I'm digging that, dude. Six catches for 55 yards and two touchdowns. And most importantly, I think... Those those tar- those touchdowns came in the red zone, I think, right? I think they, mm-hmm. he was both targeting them in the red zone. Mm-hmm. That's what you want to see as a Cole Komet owner and as a tight end owner in general because that's where your points are going to come from most likely anyways. But it's good to see Cole Komet getting targeted in the end zone because Justin Fields just wasn't cutting it, brother. Is yeah. this guy the future of the Bears, dude? I mean. <laughs> Bajant, bro? I think. Bargent? I think the Bears. I, don't even know his name, dude. I think anything's better than Justin Fields. Like <laughs> I hate to say it, man. I drafted him. I talked shit on Justin Fields leading all the way up through draft season, then drafted him. So then I had to watch him play, and then it just confirmed what I had already been saying. Like the talent's there, but if you can't throw the ball and can't play quarterback at the NFL level, it's just hard to produce. And yeah. Justin Fields, I think, is going to be either 
looking for a new job, as in they're going to be trading him, or, yeah, I think he's going to be looking up at somebody that they draft. That sucks, dude. I mean, it doesn't, though. He, You get drafted that high, that's the expectation, and you're not producing. I'm sorry, but what do you expect? Yeah, <laughs> I agree. All right, man, moving along. Cole, or Cole, Cade Otten. Fun fact about Cade Otten. I had this guy's signed rookie card. Nice. That's a fun fact, dude. It's probably worthless, but it's still kind of cool. After this week, it's probably worth 10 bucks. Yeah, let's go, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Six catches for 70 yards, two TDs, good for 23 fantasy points. The second touchdown. I like it. The second touchdown he caught was an absolute perfectly thrown ball by Baker Mayfield. Like, there's so- sometimes, like, we know who Baker is, right? Like, yeah. we know who Baker is. Yeah. But sometimes Baker makes plays that are like, damn, that's why that fucking guy got drafted first overall. In the past to him, to take the lead. He's made about one of those a year, dude. Exactly. <laughs> and that's why he continues to get jobs. Yeah. You're the man, Baker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a perfectly thrown ball. Even when I watched the replay, I was like, wow. Yeah. Hell yeah. Good for Baker and good for Cade, most importantly. Jake Ferguson, seven catches for 91 yards, a touchdown, good for 22.1 fantasy points. I don't think this is really too big of a surprise. We all know Dak loves his tight ends. It is interesting to see Jake's ascension in the tight end spectrum because I think going into the season, he was kind of forgotten about, which is so bananas to me because, as I mentioned, Dak loves his tight ends, dude. So it's wild that you know no one really had them on their radar, and yet he continues to produce at a decent tight end fantasy purpose level, dude. I think... Yes, you're right. Like, it's crazy that all throughout pre-draft season and draft season, we didn't even no like, one blink them. an eye. No well, one said anything. specifically, we yeah. didn't even blink an eye at this position. And we yeah. we know historically that the Cowboys utilize their tight ends. Yeah. And we're just like, Dak Prescott? Ah, fuck off, yeah. dude. <laughs> but here yeah. we are. And knowing that Dalton left, mm-hmm. he went to Houston, dude. But, I mean, shit, that's, that's what happens, dude. Yep. Another thing that happens. <laughs> the starting tight end for the Atlanta Falcons. Checking in at 6'5", oh 243% body fat. Absolutely chiseled out of steel, getting every ball thrown his way. Jonu Smith. Let's go, baby. Five for 100, one TD, 21 fantasy points. This is like a weekly thing now. Like, this is no longer a bit. Kyle Pitts is, in my in my mind, third on the depth chart. He's out there to run block, and that's it, dude. <laughs> dude, it is... Yeah, man. I don't know. It's a disaster in Atlanta, as we touched on. The best playmakers are not getting the ball <laughs> for Dude. some weird reason. But what? Hey. Something's <laughs> happening over there that like these kids are in trouble. It seems like every week they're does on timeout. Ar- does Arthur Smith have any daughters? Oh man, those dirty dogs. <laughs> <laughs> if he has age eligible daughters, maybe we know why. Maybe we know why. Now we know where Bijan was on Friday night before that fucking game <laughs> yeah, that he dude. fucked everybody around. <laughs> Out having a great time. Yep. <laughs> Anyways, dude. Yeah, Joni <coughs> Smith, monster. Well, not monster game, but for a tight end. Good game. Good game, dude. 20 points at a tight end, I think that's a monster that, game. Anything yeah. over 16 from a tight end. I anything think over a, 12 for a tight end, I think is solid. Well, I think 16 is like awesome. Oh, but then 100%. anything over that, you're like, shit, that's a great game. Yeah, you know? agreed. <clears throat> Lastly here, and thank you for throwing him on here, brother. Dalton Kincaid, uh, 10 catches for 81 yards on 11 targets. Good for 16 points. So, And I think more importantly, I'll let you finish that really quick, dude, but just while I have it in my head. More importantly for this, this is the third straight game 
where I think he's had 15 points. So I think you mentioned it earlier. Dalton Kincaid is going to be a thing in this offense moving forward. So, yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. But also a third straight game he's had seven or more targets. This is the first game he's had double-digit targets. What we're seeing now, also he had a fumble in this game, so he would have had 18 points, but he did fumble it. Mm-hmm. So what we're seeing is that um, Josh Allen is looking his way and looking his way early and often. Yep. That's eating into Stefan Diggs' production. Stefan Diggs usually was the 20 to 20 guy. Yeah. Well, now he has a tight end that's a very much in that like Sam Laporta, Travis Kelsey mix that's doing exactly what those guys have done there. Sam Laporta has done all year and Travis Kelsey has done his entire career. So if you're a Stefan Diggs owner, I'd be a little worried to finish out the season. That's a solid point, dude. I think I might I be think too. that target share is coming down. That's a solid point. I think it might be too. All right, dude. Let's get into duds now. QBs. The best part of the show. Yeah. We're going to breeze through. So I made an executive decision on this episode, at least, that we're not even going to read their stat lines. We're just going to say their points. That's how That's bad they were. That's a great point. We shouldn't be reading these fucking piece of shit stat lines anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all right. Jay Herbo. Jay Herbie boy. Your boy. Justin Herbert. Quarterback of the LA Chargers of Inglewood. <laughs> 7.14 fantasy points. What the fuck happened, dude? How did you get that 7.14 fantasy points? Like, how did you accumulate the point one four, dude? Know, you know, dude, like, yeah. not you specifically, but yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Justin Herbert, how did you do that? Yeah, how did you do That's that? That's like you knowing all the wrong answers on the test and going out there and <laughs> that putting it together. Like, yeah, good on you, man. What happened during this game, bro? Like I said, I didn't see it. <laughs> I think so. He the didn't Jets have D, to do the a Jets lot. The does have, they do have a good D, right? They do. They but, do. I mean, they still put up, what, like 27 points or something like that on He him? struggled. There was a kick return okay. or a punt return for a touchdown. Okay. There was um, Zach Wilson being Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. There was fumbles like crazy. There was sacks like crazy. So it's not like the Chargers offense had to do so much. Right. They just He basically just navigated navigated them into the red zone, and then they handed it to Austin Eckler. That was it. Yeah. It was a very uneventful game. That sounds about right. But then you look at the score and you're like, wow, the Jets got shellacked. Well, yeah, they did because the Jets like... like, Are the Jets. Yeah, they're the Jets. They (laughs) like to get their asses kicked in prime time. Yep. Nice, dude. All right, man. Moving along. Tua, and I think you hit the nail on the head. You've been saying it all season two, dude. Dolphins go up against a good team. They struggle. They fold like a lawn chair. And that's what happened to Tua. Only 12.42 fantasy points. Come on, Tua. Yep. I will say, though, you know... He's he's getting a lot of slack for that last play where he could have maybe made something happen. Chances are he probably wouldn't. Right. But that snap was bad. Yeah. It was a bad snap. Uh, that's the only thing I'll say. Other than that, they played like shit. But that's the only credit I'm going to give to him. I mean, they they played the Chiefs, right? I yeah. don't know why I'm blanking. Yeah, they played the Chiefs. They played them over in Germany and it was an early game. And I said this two weeks ago. The Chiefs defense is underrated. Mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes hasn't been himself. They've been winning games a lot because of the defense has been playing well. So they came in against a high-powered offense. And I'm sorry, but Miami Dolphins have not been able to perform against high good defenses, and this is a good defense. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. Yep, and that's what happened. And like I said, 12.42 fantasy points. You're ass, dude. You're terrible. Welcome to the Duds list. Yep. Someone else who was asked, but I think this more had to do with the fact that the run game was going so well outside of him. Lamar, only 11.48 fantasy points. And I think they got up early, and then he sat down. 
and I think they brought in Did he? Huntley. Oh, I, think I didn't know I think they brought that. Huntley in. I didn't yeah. know that. I, again, because I, I think Huntley had the touchdown pass at the end of the oh, game. Oh, shit. <laughs> it, it, was, it was beautiful. And the only reason why I know is because Lamar Jackson was on the sideline like, yo. Yeah, like, yeah. Super pumped on the throw. Well, yeah, dude, not a very Lamar-like game like we saw last week. I think it was last week where he went absolute bananas. A uh, little bit, you know, less Lamar, obviously, this week. And then lastly, dude, I mean, he's this on is this a, list. This is, yeah, this is an average game for a quarter, any other quarterback. But if you're Patty Mahomes, you can't be putting up the stat line, dude. If you're Patty, if you're a Patty Mahomes owner, you should have already been concerned up to this point because he hasn't been playing like himself. And then this game was the game that he should have came out and lit that defense up, but he didn't. Yeah, especially against another team that everyone's saying should be in the playoffs. Another team that has your your old teammate on it. Like, to me, I thought he would come out and send a message mm-hmm. and drop 40 on him, and you know, he didn't. Like, I kind of thought that, too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I'm not really too sure what to make of Patrick Mahomes. Like, obviously, you're running him out every week. Hopefully, the bye week kind of helps them to reset, and those receivers figure out how to catch the ball. Yeah. And I think just to kind of, like, uh, piggyback a little bit on what you said, to your point, I thought for sure he was going to come out gunslinging because if you paid attention during the week – there was some smack talk coming from oh, Tyreek. Yeah. So I thought, oh, dude, this guy, fucking Patty Mahomes, going to light this sorry-ass team up, dude. And, yeah, it didn't happen, man. It Rick did not. said they're going to work. Yeah. And, and they, they, only, did. they did work. Um, yeah, they worked they to did. stop you, Tyreek. Yeah. That's what happened. So Yeah, for Tyreek. Yeah, they fucked you up, brother. But, sorry. again, like, this is just one of those games that I hate to say it, but the defense was playing outstanding, and the offense didn't really need to do much. Yeah, they were. So. Yeah. I think from an NFL standpoint overall, it was a bit of a disappointing game. I was expecting way more fireworks. <sighs> Two electric offenses, yeah, and then it, it, ended it didn't up, happen. Yeah, but I digress. Poor, those poor German fans over there. Dude, it doesn't matter. They were having a great they were time. Hammered as hell. Yeah, hammered as hell. Swinging or singing. Uh, what's that song? That West Virginia song. West Virginia. Mountain <laughs> oh Mom. yeah. Did you see them singing yeah. that? Dude, that was uh, cool. Uh, apparently, that's like the official song for Oktoberfest over there. Really? Yeah, they all get hammered and just sing that song over and over again. Interesting tidbit about that game. So Monday morning, I always turn on, um, what's that? What's that? And uh, NFL Monday. What is that show that on NFL Network? Mm, Monday morning huddle? No, that's no. not. Really. Anyways, who cares? Yeah. It's like with Peter Schleg- Schleigler and like a few other people, but it's really good. And nonetheless, um, one of the McCourty brothers, who's usually a host on that show, yeah, was over he was there. Over there, yeah, yeah I saw and that. they were over there, and they were like, I don't know the time at that point, I don't know geography, but they're over there just slamming beers. Like one yeah. of the one of the female hosts like had a full beer as the segment started, and the segment's only like three minutes. By the time they finished, she was done with the beer. Yeah, having a great time. Yeah, damn. Love it, dude. We got to go to Germany one of yeah, these days. Yeah, let's do it, brother. That'd be sick, dude. Let's do it. <clears throat> All right, man. Let's get into running backs. Uh, if you're just tuning into Around the Cooler and you missed our <laughs> news segment, the Atlanta offensive playmakers are trash, dude. God. Bijan Robinson, 5.9 fantasy points. You know, and maybe this was bad on us for all season kind of firing up Bijan. Like, granted, everybody was, but, like, what did we expect? I was going to say, everybody fired this guy up. Dude. Yeah, like, what did we expect? Like, did we think that there, he was going to come over here and all of a sudden he was going to light this shitty offense on fire and they were going to be good? Uh, yes, I did. <laughs> I did think that, actually. Why did we think that? I'll tell you why. Because Arthur Smith loves to run the ball, and they inherited one of the best running backs since Saquon Barkley. 
and they are not using him like Saquon Barkley. But they're using him we, like Kareem Hunt, the backup for the Cleveland Browns. But team. haven't we seen that this is what Atlanta historically loves to do? We have a hell of a tight end. Let's use his backup, Jonu Smith. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, we should have seen that a mile away. <laughs> ah, dude, you're right. <laughs> you know, that's all I'm trying to say. Like, damn, I'm not even that surprised anymore. I feel like I know, even <sighs> though that I know, even though that Dave beat me. He was so pissed about this, bro. Oh, dude, he hates me. He he's, tried to. He's absolutely over. He Bijan offered me Bijan Robinson for uh, David Montgomery, yeah. and I'm like, dude, I can't even take that straight up because I have Bijan in another <laughs> league, and I know he's gonna give me six if I do this. Like, yeah, dude. Oh my so. god, crazy times in Atlanta, bro. <clears throat> yep. Uh, another guy who I don't think I've ever seen on the list. Bad list. week here. Bad yeah. week. Kenneth Walker, who has been consistently stable throughout the season. Only 2.7 fantasy points. Yikes. I think Seattle just bad day at the office here. Same I, thing with him. I agree. Lockett had a bad game. He's not on the wide receivers, but he had a bad game too. Mm-hmm. Metcalf had a bad game. Yeah, real tough day for a Seattle Seahawk. Here's a guy that should be on this list, but he's not for some – or should previously be on this on these lists, but hasn't been for whatever right. reason. He's skated by. Yep. But not this week, brother. Tony Pollard, 9.3 fantasy points. This guy was a consensus, what, top 10 running back coming into the season? Your guys' is top 10. I think he most, was outside of my top 10. Was he? Yes. Okay. I think most, I think, okay, yeah. I think a lot of people maybe had him like 10, 12, something like that. Mm-hmm. And he has not lived up to that. I don't know where he's at right now, but I mean, how many single digit fantasy point games has this guy had this Just season? Just as many as Saquon Barkley couple of players to me that like coming into the season, I'm like, damn, if I'm put in the position where I have to decide whether I want to draft these guys or not, I'm going to be real sad, you know, yeah. because if I would have take like, luckily I didn't have to take Saquon Barkley or make the decision on Tony Pollard, have other, other options that I liked. But if I did, damn, these guys are fucking you every single way since Sunday. And that sucks, dude. Yeah. So that sucks hard. All right, man. Lastly, on this list, and this guy, I mean, I don't think he's been on this list either before, but very quietly is having a great year. Just a bad week here. Just a bad week. But Isaiah Pacheco, 6.6 fantasy points. I think he's, I could be wrong, dude, but I think he might be an RB1 right now, like inside top 12. Oh, inside top 12. I yeah. wouldn't be surprised. Um, I think he is. I mean, granted, the, the running back, you know, kind of like the tight end position is very, I don't know chaotic i guess so to say like you have one good week and you're gonna be top five forever but yeah dude rough week at the office for isaiah pacheco again only 6.6 fantasy points he's ninth he's ninth yeah yeah Yeah, dude yeah he's had a quietly good year man but uh what's really been holding him because his like yards per average aren't that great is mm -hmm. just the fact that he started to catch balls which was his one knock remember in the preseason is that like the only concern with Isaiah Pacheco is that Jarek McKinnon there is with all the pass catching work but he has been uh, catching balls but two straight weeks where he's had single digits so that's a bit concerning the Denver game which I thought was super weird last week Mm -hmm. and again the Miami game which the offense didn't really need to do too much this week yeah definitely not yep so better days ahead I think for Isaiah for sure though all right man let's get into wide receivers Let's lead it off with my boy. We're gonna we're <laughs> gonna lead off with my both my boys, Devonte Adams, seven point four fantasy points. Again, I don't know if this. Actually, I know what it is. It's QB and it's defensive scheming. But still, nonetheless, as a Devonte Adams owner, 
It's very, very frustrating, bro. Do we think this week he comes out and puts up 40? No. <laughs> I want to say yes. The optimistic side of me wants to say yes. Yeah. But I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. I, I will say this. I think he gets in the end zone this week. He fucking better. I don't know what that says for his final stat line, but I don't think he's going to go have like a monster, monster game. But shit, man, he needs to do something, bro, because my patience is waning. First and foremost, I hate the Raiders, so it's good to see them struggle. But Antonio Pierce comes in, and I think he's injecting life into that team. That I think much needed. I so. think, yeah, dude, I think so too. Uh, did you hear? So I don't know if this is true because it's Barstool source. Sure. But uh, so apparently the whole Josh McDaniel saga, I guess what happened was, well, something that happened was they had a they had a meeting, right, in the locker room, and Josh McDaniels was, like, trying to rile the guys up, couldn't really get anything, so he went to Antonio Pierce, and he's like, Antonio, oh, can, you, like, say, can you say something to the guys to, uh, you know, maybe, you know, get them riled up or whatever and get them amped? He's like, yeah, no problem. So Antonio Pierce starts talking. He starts talking about the Super Bowls, but then he brings up the Patriots. And then Josh McDaniels was like, you can't talk about the Patriots. <laughs> what? What do you mean? You can't talk about the Patriots, yeah. bro. I don't know. Again, I don't know if that's true, but I just thought that was funny that that came out. It wouldn't shock me. I mean, I bet it's true. Yeah. <laughs> I bet it's it true. It might be, bro. God, that would be so wild. All right. Tyree Kill, dude. We kind of touched on it earlier. He looked like a normal wideout. 12 and a half fantasy points. 12 and a half fantasy points. Again, good for like a wide receiver two flex, eh, whatever. But not good enough for Tyreek Hill, dude. As a Tyreek Hill owner, you're used, to, you're used to seeing those 20 plus point games. And that did not happen this week. This will be his second lowest total because he's had 10 earlier. After this, smooth sailing. We're looking at the Raiders, the Jets, Washington, Tennessee, the Jets again. Oof. Yeah. Sounds like Tyreek's carrying me to a championship, baby. And then Dallas <laughs> championship weekend. So yeah, that might that one might be tough. Let's go. Uh, do you think he hits his 2,000-yard goal mark? I do think so. I think so, too. Even if it takes all 18 games, because you know how there's this weird, like, oh, it only it actually took him 18 games to do it. I yeah, think he'll do it. I think so, too, man. And that honestly, that would be cool to see. Just as, like, an NFL fan. Oh, yeah. It's always cool to see records be broken. Um. Well, I don't know if two thousands happened before, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just uh, it's very rare, I should say. I think it because it's happened. I think in less games before they expanded the NFL C, uh, schedule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's just rare. Uh, another guy, dude, Cooper Cup. I mean, you can. I don't. I don't just want to pick on Cooper Cup. The only reason why he's here is because of name value. But you can downgrade all Rams pass catchers across yeah. the board until Matt Stafford comes back. I was joking with you guys. Uh, oh, we missed news. During, what did we miss? Carson Wentz signed with the Rams. That's right. Good so. uh, good recovery right there. He did sign with the Rams. Uh, wait, no, the Rams? Yeah, Carson Wentz signed to be uh, Matt Saffer's backup. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yep. I got confused there for a second. I thought it was someone else. Uh, but yeah, man, I think you can downgrade, like I said, Rams across the board until Staffy's back, which who knows when that happens. But yeah, dude. Cooper Cup, only 6.8 fantasy points. Not good enough if you're a Cooper Cup owner. Again, like Tyreek, you're used to those 20-plus point games. It's not happening, dude. 
I think this is now three straight weeks of single-digit production. It is, and that's... To me, a, Cooper Cup is not who Cooper Cup is anymore. Yeah. I don't care if Matt Safford comes back. Really? You think that? It's huh? the Puka Nakua show over there, man. Well, even him, he's struggling right now, dude. Well, yeah. But I, I hear what you're saying in terms of, like, age and ability. He's right? fucking 30, Like, Cooper dude. Cup's 30, yeah. You know, there's definitely some tread on those tires. Puka's the young buck. Obviously, he's going to be able to. With receivers, when the cliff hits, it hits hard. Yeah. And there's no recovering. And yeah. I think similar to, remember Julio Jones a few years ago? Cliff hit that guy, ain't never seen him back, and then he scored a touchdown last <laughs> week in Philly. Yeah, that was so Same cool. shit with Cooper Cup. The cliff is here. That was so cool, dude. I just don't think you can roll out Cooper Cup with confidence anymore, personally. I think that's fair. I mean, yeah, I think that's fair. Another guy that, I don't know, man. Like, it's weird to see him on this list just based off a name, and we didn't expect to talk about him at all probably I this think season. this, bad day at the office. But Adam Thielen, only 7.9 fantasy points when he is probably a wide receiver one right now. He right? is. Yeah, no doubt. And, yeah, only 7.9 fantasy points, like I said. Bad day at the office, like Frank mentioned. Better days ahead, probably. Most likely. I think so. Yeah. I think so. The game script just got out of hand. Bryce Young is – I hate to say it, but he's – He's going through growing pains. He's not C.J. Stroud. He's not as NFL-ready as everybody thought. You know, it's crazy. That offensive line is bad. So, if I had to go back and, and redraft the running, or excuse me, the quarterbacks, I would take C.J. Stroud one, Anthony Richardson two, Bailey Zappi three. <laughs> <laughs> nah, dude, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, like, you're right, dude. Fucking Bryce Young does not he he's going through growing pains. I think he will be fine at the end of the day, but now it's I think it's a I think it's a very valid question to be like, do you think Bryce Young will be better than CJ Stroud? Other no than vice versa, no. right? Yeah, dude. As I it th- stands today, there's no shot in hell. I agree. I agree. Because when what I've seen from CJ is that like so his win- his window of error is probably a little bigger because he has what I would consider better arm talent mm-hmm. and better better physical natural abilities. Like Bryce Young is all intelligence and timing. And so his windows of opportunity of error are super, super small. Yeah. So when he makes mistakes, they're massive. Mm-hmm. So unless they like he needs more time in the pocket, that offensive line is terrible. He needs a run game. He needs outstanding players around him to be successful. Now, do I think that's more likely to happen or do I think CJ Stroud is more capable of carrying a team because he can do shit like he did on Sunday at the NFL level. So that's a very valid breakdown, Francisco. Yeah. I like it. All right, dude. Let's get into our last bus that I had. <laughs> and these aren't guys I normally this throw is in my here. Favorite one. But I had to throw it on here just because in relation to our redraft league. So that's Michael Thomas and Gabe Davis. Now, normally these guys wouldn't really talk about them too much, you know. I mean Maybe in years past, Michael Thomas obviously has name value. Gabe Davis has been a decent flex play at best maybe this yeah. year. He's had you know a decent season. But both scored zero points each. And the reason why I put them on here, and this is shout-out to our boy Ryan Silverfox from Redraft League. He started both of them as wide receiver one and two, and that zero points across the board. So shout-out to Ryan. 
Job well done, sir. The funny thing is, I knew what he was doing when I saw that lineup. I was like, oh, Michael Thomas, Gabe Davis. I'm like, Gabe Davis got a touchdown upside there. I see it. He's had like three straight weeks of a touchdown. Michael Thomas has been the five for 50, six for 40 guy this year. And then he just fucking gave him absolute zero. Dude, imagine like, <laughs> imagine you ha- imagine you're working Sunday and you can't watch the games and you're oh, Ryan. Oh, man. And remember when I used to work up, Sundays? You pull up the scores at the end of the game and you look at your fantasy team and you see your top two wideouts that you started. Zero. No, this has to be a typo. <laughs> He's like, no, maybe something's loading. Yeah. Hold on a second. He's like, there's no way this is fucking real. Yeah. <laughs> Zero points each, dude. Oh, man. Anyway, I'm trying. To, what did he lose by? Like, I just got like 30 points, dude. Oh, well, he actually didn't lose by that many. No, you're 20 points. 20 points? Yeah. Okay. Well, still, dude. No, 30 points, yeah. The 30 points? I but just, still, man, that's just like, that's hilarious. That is funny, dude. All right, man. Let's get into tight ends. Let's do it. Real quickly here. The creme de la creme, Travis Kelsey. Rough day at the office, as we like to say. All your Chiefs. Yep, 4.4 fantasy points. Very unlikely moving forward, so do not worry about that big guy, dude. Dallas Goddard, dude. That's someone you should be worried about. Only eight fantasy points to go along with a broken forearm. Get a backup plan. Get a backup <laughs> plan like Jonu Smith. Yeah. Which is what He's I probably did. out there. Oh, he probably is out there. If did you Smith, pick up Jonu Smith in our I picked up Jonu Smith and the running back. How much did you pay for him? I'll get into that in the, in okay. the next segment, dude, because I have a little tidbit on it. Oh. Uh, but, yeah, dude. So, Goddard out, like I said earlier, probably three games minimum, four games at the max, hopefully. But, yeah, only eight fantasy points. Tough. <laughs> this guy's had – he's had such an up-and-down season, too. Goddard. Yeah, man. He has not been worth the investment that I invested in him in. Yeah. Yeah. But it is what it is. And last guy here uh, that we're – I mean, we pumped him up last week a little bit, I think. We thought he was going to do some damage. Maybe he will now that Kyler's back. But Trey McBride, only 5.2 fantasy points, which sucks because he had a monster game last week. I think he had like 25 points or something like that. Yeah, it's because Josh Dobbs was throwing to him. Yeah. Right? I think Josh Dobbs was playing the week before. No. No. He was benched. It was that. It was the uh, – it Was, was it Dobbs? Uh, I don't remember. I can't remember. Who cares? It's the Cardinals. The point thing. is he – Came in and he did well when Sackers went to the IR. And he then did. the next week he showed up and then today he's busted. So I expect him to return back to somewhere in the middle. Yeah, me too. I expect him to get like 10 plus points at least next week if Kyler is supposedly supposed to play, like we mentioned. All right, dude. To round out our episode, let's get into waiver wire pickups. We're not going to divulge too much into this because we actually posted them on our uh, Instagram. So if you guys want to go check them out. But just a couple names here just to touch on. Jonu Smith, we mentioned the tight end for the Atlanta Falcons, put up 21 points. The tight end. Yeah, the tight end of the Atlanta Falcons, <laughs> excuse me. He's the guy you want to go get if you're in a tight end pinch. Keaton Mitchell running back for the Baltimore Ravens. Again, they like to cycle through their running backs, but I will say this, and this is what I was going to bring up, Frank. Um, so I'll talk on Keaton, then I'll talk on Jonu. But for Keaton, right, so he's third in that pecking order, per se, right? He gets a little bit of yep. time. He puts up with that. He puts up numbers with that limited time. And now he's a fantasy darling. You know who that reminds me of a little bit? Not not the player, but this what happened? I'm waiting. Mr. A-Chain, dude. 
Mr. Devon A-Chain, bro. Very limited carries. Put up monster stats. Forced Mike McDaniel's hand. Yep. I got to play him next game. He's got to get some run next game. 30. I see a very – I'm not saying Keith Mitchell's going to put up another 20 points next game. Bro, say it. Just He's do it. He's going to put up 30, baby. Let's go, dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, dude, like especially this late in the season. Right. Right? Where everyone is clamoring for a running back. They need a running back, especially everybody, this year. More and than, everybody's banged up. This year more than any year, dude. I feel like at the running back position, everyone needs a running back. If you have fab to spend on this guy, even if like I did, I didn't necessarily need a running back in redraft, dude. But what I did to secure him was keep him out of my competition's hands. Right. Right. So you don't want those points going to someone that's a four and five or right. three and six. If you're a four and five and three and six, you need those points, dude. So take a chance on someone like a Keaton Mitchell. Take a chance on someone like a Jonu Smith because they may miss. I would bet on them missing. Oh, shit. More times than not. But they also may hit. John Harpaugh just said today that Mitchell's in line for an uptick in snaps. <laughs> there you go, baby. Breaking news from ATC. That is real breaking news, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. So if you got yourself some Keaton Mitchell... Damn, could you're you? Sitting, you're sitting I hope next week good. we're here and we're like, what did we tell you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A uh, couple other guys here. Jaleel McLaughlin, running back for the Denver Broncos. This kid is just produced every week, I feel like. Yep. I don't know what he did. Le- did or did they play last week? They didn't play nah, last week. No, they were on a bye last yeah, week. Yeah, they were on a bye last week. Oh, coming off. Of uh, yeah, but still, he's probably available on definitely um, some leagues. I don't know. What do you think? Maybe 50 Oh, yeah, because um, he was. He was on this list a few weeks back when um, Javante got banged up. Yeah. And then he came in and he performed, you know, marginally better than everybody else. So, yeah, go yeah. get him. Yep. Uh, we also have Jamal Williams on this list to go pick up. Not sure why. I didn't read too much into Jamal. Is Kamara hurt or something? <clears throat> no, he just had kind of a rough day at the office. But um, Jamal's back. Well, Jamal was hurt for a little while, right? Yeah, he was banged up. So he's probably back. So, yeah, maybe there's some split carries to be had moving exactly. forward. Yeah, Red so. zone stuff. Yep. So keep your eye on Jamal Williams. Especially during the bye weeks. Yep, absolutely. And then we touched on him a little earlier at the tight end position. Kata Otten had a massive game last week. Baker fucking Hollywood Mayfield, baby. Yeah, we'll see. That's, the tight end position is such a fucking hit or miss, though. Yeah. So. But, hey, man, if Kate Otten can do what he did last week moving forward, you Why got not? yourself – a solid player there, dude. Yep. Some comatosis here. Sleeper, sleeper, sleepers. Still sleeping. Noah Brown. We mentioned him earlier in the wideout uh, stud section. Mm-hmm. He's definitely available, most yep. likely. Go take a look. Go take a gander. Juwan Johnson, tight end for the Saints. Saints. He's probably also available. Go take a look at him as well. And lastly here, Jalen Tolbert. Where is Jalen Tolbert these days? Uh, receiver, Dallas. That's right. Yeah. How many receivers do they have over there? Who cares, dude? Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to help them win. You're right, dude. I don't even know their record. <coughs> well, they, I mean, it doesn't matter. If anything, they make the wild card because they lost to Philly. Oh, yeah. It's Philly's house there. Yep. All right, man. Well, that's all we got here on Around the Cooler. Frank, any closing thoughts, ideas? Mm, nothing this week, sort? man. Um, it's a tough bye week coming up with the Chiefs out. So see what you can do. I think the Lions are also on bye. 
So Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Amon Ross, or is Amon Ra back? I think Amon Ra's back. Okay. Yeah. It's oh, I'm sorry. The Dolphins. Dolphins yeah. are on by. So yeah. Yeah. It's just, this is these are the types of weeks that if you can win, they usually mean playoffs for you when you have those key players out. So. Yep. Kind of just to, you know, go along that same thought process in terms of, this is this is we're coming up on the end, dude. Yeah. Right. We're so, getting ready. Yeah, we're getting ready for the f- final playoff push. Make those trades if your trade trade deadline hasn't happened yet. If you're in contention, go get the players you want, or try to get the players you want. Spend the fab if you have it available to pick up those players that you know you think will push you over the edge. Because we're in the witching hour, brother. Yeah, it's now this or never, it. dude. This is it. This is where winners are made and losers stay losers. Dude. That's right. Yep, I'm talking to you, Brian. <laughs> Bottom of the barrel, piece of shit. Later, dude. <laughs> Late, bro. <laughs>